Well, it's really ending, isn't it, Tyler? This is the last podcast we have locked on NFL Thursday before Super Bowl Sunday, 72 or 96 hours from now. I can't really do math. We're going to hit it all, game predictions, prop bets. But first, a lot of coaches in a lot of new places, best hire, worst hire, Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, locked on Thursday. Let's go, baby. On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On NFL Thursday. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, Locked On Titans at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Uh, thank you to everybody who listens, watches everything. Um, we couldn't do this without you. So a million, a million thanks on this lovely Thursday. This episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Dude, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. New so coaching much. hires. So much. Okay. New yes. coaching hires. Some good, some bad, some in the middle, I would assume. Number one, number two. There's a big game on Sunday. So we're gonna hit who we think is gonna win. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the line if it's right there, if it should be a little higher, a little lower, laying more points, getting more points, whatever. And then in our true style, locked on NFL Thursday, we're gonna have our fun segment, the third segment. What are the best props, baby? That's where people eat during Super Bowl Sunday. You're shoving your face with hot dogs, green bean casserole if you're Tyler yeah. Rowland, and Let's prop go. bets. Okay, so we're going to hit that in the third segment. First, there are myriad teams with new head coaches. Nine, I believe, as Nine. we're recording this podcast. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to run down the list. Tyler's going to give me his favorite and his least favorite signings or hirings, I guess, as it were, and I will give mine. Okay, I'm going to run down the quick list. Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota Vikings. Matt Eberflus from Indianapolis to the Chicago Bears. Brian Dable, obviously, from Buffalo to lead the Giants. Nathaniel Hackett is taking over for uh, the Denver Broncos. and Gary Kubiak over there. Doug Peterson coming off his couch to coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh McDaniels going from Foxborough to Las Vegas to coach the Raiders. Mike McDaniel going from San Francisco to coach the Miami Dolphins. Tyler Rowland, Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Most favorite, least favorite. Go. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with the worst hire. And listen, my my oh, worst Lovey hire. Oh, Smith, obviously. Sorry, Lovey Smith with Houston. Excuse me. My worst hire, not because I think the coach is so bad, but because of the process, is Lovey Smith oh. being hired in Houston. I'm sorry. I hate to put the tinfoil hat on, but it certainly does look like. You know, a day before Lovey Smith is hired, we get the report that it's Brian Flores and Josh McCown. Uh, Jonathan Gannon from Philadelphia was reported out of the race, and it was down to those two guys. And then all of a sudden, oh no, the Texans are going to hire Lovey Smith tomorrow. He's coming in for an interview. He's going to get hired. That to me sounds like, yeah, this is this is Roger. Yeah, um, <laughs> we 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 can't have more white head coaches. Yeah, we're taking a beating PR wise, and we can't have you hire some dude who's never coached in his life, another white dude, and basically go with a clean sweep outside of Mike McDaniel. We just can't 
We just can't deal with that right now with the lawsuit going on. Oh, okay, Roger. No problem. This is Jack Easterby. Um, yeah, uh, we can't hire Flora, uh, uh, McCown. That's fine. We'll hire Flores. Well, you see here. The problem with that is he's caused a, a big black eye for the uh, for the company, and uh, he's currently in a multi million dollar lawsuit with the organization. So we're going to have to make sure that you don't do that either. But make sure that you don't hire a white guy either. Okay, <laughs> but I mean that's basically what it looks like. Like I can't say that that's exactly what happened, but from an optics perspective, it looks like the NFL got involved and said, "Houston, you can't hire Flores." You can't hire McCown. Houston's like, okay, what are we going to do? Oh, we'll get another sacrificial lamb so we can make another black head coach look bad like they did to David Culley. It's just ridiculous, in my opinion. The process and what they're doing in Houston is a disgrace to the league. And more than anything, I think it's a disservice to black coaches to get hired in the NFL to, one, do what they did to David Culley, and then the way that they handled this and then hiring Lovey Smith None of it sounds right. None of it looks right. It doesn't pass the smell test for me. So very concerned about what they're doing in Houston. I don't think, uh, although it was good to get another black head coach in the NFL, it's very important for that diversity and that representation. I don't feel comfortable with the process, and I don't think that they're doing things the right way in Houston. It feels super strange. So that's kind of my strongest feeling about any of these hires. What they're doing in Houston just doesn't pass the smell test. But as for the best hire, I'm going with Brian Dable in New York. I think the Giants have some talent there. I think he's a good offensive mind. He's an old-school coach, so he'll mesh with the with the Giants' way of doing things. And honestly, I know that they're not similar. They're not, you know, talent-wise on the same level, but I think Daniel Jones has the ability to do some of the things that Josh Allen has done. And if Brian Dable can even get 80% of Josh Allen out of Danny Dimes, I think that's a, a really good hire for the Giants. So I'd probably go with that as my best hire and my worst hire. Yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, you got to give you got to give the edge to uh, to Brian Table there just because like, you know, what what the transformation of Josh Allen, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones is just a raw Josh Allen potentially. Like Daniel Jones is what yeah. Josh Allen was before. I mean, obviously he's not 6'5", you know, all those things. But we've talked yeah. to this a lot with Daniel Jones. We've seen some oh-my-God moments from Daniel Jones mm-hmm. where it's like, if you can string those together, you may have something cooking there at East Rutherford, okay? Yeah, harden at, at that talent. Time. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Brian Dable's the winner. The honorable mention here, and the reason why it's an honorable mention is something I'll explain in a second, is, um oh, my God, why do I have – is uh, is Mike McDaniel now – Coming from San Francisco to Miami, he was quoted as saying on the phone with Tua, pretty much saying, uh, and this is a paraphrase, I'm going to get the best out of you. And yeah. when you have a coach that goes right into a guy that's somewhat maligned for not being Justin Herbert, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's Tua's biggest fault right now. And he can't stay on the field as much as others, but he's not Justin Herbert. And that's why he's maligned in Miami pretty much more than anything. They've won some games there. When you have a coach that is under the tutelage of Kyle Shannon, him and you know Sean McVay just have some juice. I don't know what it is. They've got some juice with coaches. Their coaching tree is, is impressive. When he says, listen, I'm going to get the best out of you, kid, that's something that head coaches don't always say in public. You know, on the private plane, somebody videotaping them, that shows just balls. Like that says, you know what, I'm going to go to Miami and I'm gonna, we're going to win. Is pre- and I trust, I believe him. So that's my honorable mention. You know, the worst one for me, and I don't know if this is just infused with my um, loathsome attitude towards Aaron Rodgers, 
but it's the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett. This feels mm -hmm. like a Mike McCoy situation for me coming from Peyton Manning when he went to San Diego, when San Diego yeah. needed an offensive mind and it didn't work out. And I just, I think that's, I think that's it because they don't have a quarterback. So it's going to yeah. be very difficult for any offensive mind to win regardless of how good the receivers and running backs are in Denver. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, locked on NFL Thursday. Follow him at Tic Tac Titans. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Next, the Super Bowl's on Sunday. I don't know if you knew that. Mm. Uh, Super Bowl's on Sunday. It's 96 oh. hours. I did the math. 96 hours. Super Bowl's on Sunday. Who's going to win? Who's going to pop? Who's going to fold? We'll talk about all that next. One thing that never folds, get upside. All of our Locked On NFL Thursday listeners, you need to listen to this. It's an incredible app for everybody who buys gas. Just download it. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more off on your first uh, on your first fill up. That's cash back, baby. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Download the app, then use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a year in cash back. This is no joke. You don't have to do anything else. Download the GetUpside app, use promo code TOUCHDOWN, and get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code a TOUCHDOWN. Football fans, we are going to continue this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland. Other host here, Alex Clancy. We're going to dive into the big game, as you will hear it called throughout the media sphere throughout this week. As Alex kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's bittersweet. You know, you're excited for the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year, but at the same time, it does mean the end of the NFL season, so it's a tough pill to swallow, but it's kind of a tasty pill at the same time to keep that uh, strange analogy going. But either way, we're going to dive into our predictions for this game, how we see things going down. Before we get into it, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Also, it's Super Week, and it's brought to you by Get Upside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Also, Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams mm -hmm. are in L.A., covering the big game all week long. Make sure that you check out those shows as well. But Alex, diving into this Super Bowl matchup, it's a unconventional one, one no one expected, mostly because of the arrival of Joe Burr and the Cincinnati Bengals from Southern Ohio, an area that I know pretty well. And I, I think it could give us a potentially pretty good game. The Rams look like they're the the better team on paper. They have all the stars, you know, Donald and Miller and Ramsey, OBJ and Stafford. McVay even is kind of a media star in his own right with those chunky soup commercials that he is in. Um, looking at the matchup, what's, I guess, the most intriguing thing to you? What, what's some of the gambling things that maybe stick out to you? How are you feeling about things right now? The Bengals are going to win! <laughs> the Bengals are going to win. That's the most exciting thing of, about this is the, the most the most interesting storyline here is is the nerd sports you know side of it is one team was fabric one team was put together like Frankenstein and one mm -hmm. team was born and is growing. Now yeah. 
Like you look at, and it's, it's not all the case. I mean, they haven't hit on everything. The Bengals, you know, Jonah Williams hasn't hasn't really panned out like they thought he was going to. Right. Was out for the entire his entire rookie season. Hasn't really lived up to the, you know, like he's he's a, got a Luke Jokel in him a little bit. He was more the quarterback yeah. than him in the in, in college. But I'll tell you what. Joe Burrow was drafted. Joe Mixon was drafted. T. Higgins was drafted. C.J. Ozoma was drafted, even though he's not going to play. Jamar Chase was drafted. Okay? They drafted all of their talent on the mm -hmm. offensive side of the ball. And yep. that is sexy as hell in this day and age. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, and I'm rooting for the Bengals, not because they cover the Cardinals, and I'd like to see the Rams lose. It would probably be better for the Cardinals if the Rams won, because the majority yep. of those players won't come back because they already won a Super Bowl. Go get money right. somewhere else. I trust Joe Burrow more than Matthew Stafford. And this isn't about Matthew Stafford not playing well in Detroit and then coming here. Joe Burrow has nothing to lose. Matthew Stafford has everything to lose again. And and I think, what is it, four and a half? Is that the line you told me? Yes, right Cincinnati? now. Apparently. And I'm, yeah. I'm assuming the money line is probably 160 or something in that case, 160 mm -hmm. or 170. I'm hammering the money line on Cincinnati. Because they have nothing to lose, and I'm telling you what, this is my big, we'll talk about props next, T. Higgins is going to be borderline Super Bowl MVP with their performance on Sunday. Book it. Ooh, okay, okay. I uh, So I want to do this before I move on. Is that your official Super Bowl MVP prediction? Because I feel like that's a no. nice little layer to add in here. Well, no, because it'll be Joe Burrow. Like, it's impossible. Unless you're Deion Branch, 10 catches, 120 yards, a wide receiver is not going to win it. But right, T. Higgins right, right, is right. like he had a hundred yards and eight receptions. It's been uh, his time with Jamar Chase getting bracketed. The dude is an absolute. He's he's like I don't know. I mean, he's the I don't know. I, I don't know a comp for him. He's faster than anybody. He's got great hands. He can run any route in the route tree. So no, it's not a prediction. But I think he's going to absolutely ball out. Yeah, it could be a Damian Williams situation where Damian Williams mm. should have won that Super Bowl MVP for Kansas City, but they gave it to Mahomes just because everybody likes the quarterback and likes Mahomes. I, I, I think I think that's valid. At the end of the day, I, per I personally think that you're right. The Bengals, nationally speaking, are the better story. It's a more pure sports situation, but... I just think the Rams are going to find a way to win the game. It's it's Zach Taylor versus Sean McVay to a point. And while I do trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Matthew Stafford, I agree with you there. I trust Sean McVay, who's been in a Super Bowl before, more than I trust Zach Taylor. And I think although the Bengals have won these games, they deserve all the credit in the world. I don't think that the offense has been completely lights out like people expect from the Joe Burrow-led Bengals. They've gotten the job done, but I don't think their offense has been high-flying on all cylinders at all times. I mean, they're uh, an incorrectly called blown whistle away from not scoring 26 points against the Raiders. They only put up 19 against the Titans, giving up nine sacks. They came back and won that game against the Chiefs, I know, but it wasn't you know, easy. They were down 21 to three at one point. So they just haven't played a purely explosive, clean offensive game. And I think a lot of that is because of Zach Taylor, who's going through some lumps. The Bengals defense have stepped up. They've had some teams self-implode like Ryan Tannehill with the Titans. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, I think, called a terrible game in the second half. In that Chiefs game, calling a ton of RPO when they were running the ball with success. So I think some of these teams have kind of self-imploded. And I also haven't seen a great game plan offensively consistently from Zach Taylor. I'm going to put my money on Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. I think the Rams do end up winning this game. Uh, I am going to put 
this is going to be a little crazy, but I am going to say that the Rams win the game. I think that they cover and they win 32 to 27. And I think in a crazy, crazy uh, outcome, Aaron Donald wins the MVP. That yeah. I think from what we saw from the Bengals against the Titans defensive front, Kansas City couldn't match that talent on the defensive front as the Titans. Yeah, they had Chris Jones. Frank Clark hasn't been that great this year. Chris Jones is good, but not enough alone. The Rams can match and maybe exceed that Tennessee Titans defensive line in terms of the force that they'll bring with Leonard Floyd, with Vaughn Miller, with Aaron Donald. I think it gives the Bengals too much trouble. I could see Aaron Donald having three or four sacks, forcing a fumble, making some big plays. I think the Rams win 32-27, and obviously Matthew Stafford's going to be the favorite if the Rams win, but I'm going to say that Aaron Donald actually is the Super Bowl MVP in this one. 32-27 Rams for the Super Bowl is my prediction. How dumb yeah. am I, Alex? You tell me. Well, I think you're dumb because you picked the wrong team to win. I mean, I, I think <laughs> – <laughs> no, I'm saying like 27-24. This could be an Evan McPherson finish, uh, something like that. I mean, mm -hmm. he's got Vinatieri in him. He's got the blood in him. He's you a know, beast. It, if it comes it, down it, to a wild. kick, he'll get it. Yeah. Yeah, and Matt Gay is a, a pro bowler also. So, I mean, they've got – special teams are like – this is everything you want. This is Frankenstein versus – I don't know. I, I what would you call like j just the organic way to build a football team? I, but I know their secondary is not. They didn't draft their whole secondary, everything like that. But this offense, their calling card, they're all homegrown, and it's yeah. going to be interesting to see Joe Burrow coming off an ACL injury. They, you know, uh, this is gonna it, like it's not a sexy not Super Bowl, lines. but right. but it's going to be good. It, it's going to be good. It, uh, it could be though if Joe Burrow if Joe Burrow goes out and wins this game and wins Super Bowl MVP. I think that it's fair to say that he is on the greatest stretch of quarterback play we've ever seen. I mean, you see Joe Burrow go to the national championship, have the best college season of any quarterback in history, go through the ACL tear, which just adds to the narrative. That's another layer of cake on the, on the narrative dessert. And then flip it from the number five pick in the draft all the way to winning the Super Bowl and being Super Bowl MVP. Two out of three years, you take to the highest of the heights and do things we've never seen. I, I think it'll be revered as one of the greatest stretches, if not the greatest stretch of quarterback play we've seen forever. So that is a, a huge layer. But I do love the, the you know, put it together with a bunch of different parts. Glamour team in Los Angeles versus the homegrown, gritty, small town Cincinnati Bengals. It is a beautiful storyline. And we're going to talk some more about this game in our final segment. We're going to talk about some of the prop bets that really stand out. And I don't know what Alex has cooked up, but I know I got some great prop bets for you guys listening to the Locked On NFL podcast. Before we get into those prop bets, I'm going to tell you where to place those prop bets, and it's Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football is down to the big game, so it's a perfect time to go to betonline.net it's the best spot for all your sports scores, news this season. And it's not just football. I know that the Super Bowl is here and then it's gone. But after that, BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college basketball, the NHL, boxing, UFC, and they have live, real-time updates for all current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all their new amazing offers. BetOnline, where the game starts.
All right. This sucks. <laughs> Final segment from Locked on NFL Thursday before Super Bowl on Sunday. He is and Tyler Rowland. Locked on Titans at Tic Tac Titans. I am Alex Clancy. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. You can check him out um, for all your Titans news, me for all the Arizona Cardinals news. Um, at least we're going out with a bang here. Um, prop bets. These are fun. I'm thinking a little bit more pragmatically with the with the props that I've chosen to highlight. Um, Tyler, I'm assuming you've got the Gatorade color in there. I'm assuming you've got the um, the uh, you know national anthem. I'm gonna go first yeah. because yours are more fun. Okay, <laughs> there are a couple that I saw that I can't comprehend. Okay, there's a couple I saw that I that I can't comprehend. One, the over under field goal. A longest field goal, 47 and a half yards was what I saw. With these two kickers that can kick it from 53-54 with ease, I don't really understand why it's so low. So I'm, I would hammer the over with that. That's a lock of mine. Number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, Van Jefferson, two and a half receptions. Ooh. Matthew Stafford's going to throw the ball 35 times and yep. maybe 15, even if 15 are to Cooper Cup, okay? Like, it's going to be Van Jefferson. I'm going to take the over on that. And then my lock of the week, Odo Beckham, five receptions. Odo Beckham is going to have five receptions in the first half. Who do you think is going to get this offense warmed up for Cooper Cup in the second half? It's going to be Odo Beckham all over the field. We saw it against San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. We've seen mm -hmm. it towards the tail end of this season. Odo Beckham is going to be an absolute machine. And then the last one I'll say, hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't have it right in front of me. The number for the anytime touchdown scorer is it's Odell Beckham. He it's not Cooper Cup one on one inside the five yard line that Matthew Stafford looks to. It's Odell Beckham mm -hmm. one on one. It's a slant. It's a quick out. Odell Beckham is so much quicker with his first two steps than Cooper Cup is, and he's got some of the best hands in the game still. So those are mine. Over forty seven and a half for the longest field goal. Over two and a half receptions for Van Jefferson. Over five receptions for Odell Beckham and an anytime touchdown score, Odell Beckham. I think those are easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl locks. What about yeah, you? Yeah, well, we're, we're doing a little Venn diagram in here because I agree with you on Odell Beckham anytime score. I think that is an absolute lock to happen because here's the truth. People double team Cooper Cup in the red zone. So it leaves one-on-one -on -one opportunities for Odell Beckham. And clearly there's chemistry there. We've seen quick slants. We've seen fade routes. So all those little timing things that are all about chemistry and communication, they have those down now, Matt Stafford and Odell Beckham. So I agree with you, Odell Beckham, anytime score. Uh, staying with the Rams, Matthew Stafford, over five and a half rushing yards. I like that. He's going to get out of the pocket one time with that Cincinnati Bengals defensive line who has some really good players on it. BJ Hill, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, of course, DJ Reader. Uh, I think Stafford gets out. Everything's on the line right now. All, all the cards are on the table. Any cliche you want to think of. Matthew Stafford is going to have to use his legs to pick up one first down. And it's going to be third and seven. He's going to scramble up through the middle. He's going to slide down or get out of bounds, but he's going to go over six rushing yards. So I love that one right there. Moving on to the Bengals side of things. Two things, like you're talking about the kickers. Evan McPherson, seen him do it time after time in the playoffs. you got to trust the guy now. I'm going over 
one and a half field goals for Cincinnati in this game. I think McPherson kicks two field goals in this game. That's why I have the Bengals at 27 points. I think they get three touchdowns, two field goals. Uh, so I'm going over one and a half field goals in the game for Cincinnati. And then also for Cincinnati, I am going Tyler Boyd over three and a half receptions. And here's my theory. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's so, it? That, hey, that's it. That's it. Over three and a half. Honestly, if you just wanted to do like an exact catches bet, I would go with five or six catches for Tyler Boyd. You're going to get a lot more value on the six than the five. So that's why I would maybe push it up here. But here's my theory. I agree. CJ Uzama has a chance to play, but I don't think that he will play coming off the sprain MCL. So what happens to the Bengals when people play too high safety shell and they take away the deep shots on the outsides to Chase and Higgins. Burrow starts taking what the defense gives him, and he starts hitting C.J. Uzama. He starts hitting Tyler Boyd over the middle. That's what he did against the Titans because the Titans were getting pressure on him. I think this game will look very similar to that. The Rams' defensive line will get a ton of pressure on Joe Burrow. He'll have to get rid of the ball quick. They'll be in five wide sets, and you can't necessarily get the ball all the way out to the outside when you're going up against those two high shells. So for me, I think Tyler Boyd is going to eat. I don't think he'll have a ton of yards in this game, maybe less than 60, maybe about 55, but I think it'll come on five or six easy catches over the middle when the Rams are trying to protect from those deep shots. So I like Tyler Boyd over three and a half receptions. For good value, I'd go exact five or six catches wherever you personally feel comfortable. Um, so now with those actual football prop bets out of the way, it is time for the best prop bet of them all. I'm ready. The national anthem. So the national anthem is set at over under 95 seconds. The first number one key that you got to look at when you bet the national anthem, who is singing and Singing in the national singing the national anthem this year is Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton is a country singer. Let me throw that out there. So I always say I look at the person who's singing. If they're more soulful, if they have a a, a more soul a soulful approach to singing. You know, they like to hold on to certain notes a little bit longer. Like to really send that pitch up high on certain notes. If they're a soulful singer, I always take the over because there's a little bit more improvisation. Like I said, you're holding on to certain notes, adding a little flair in certain spots that typically people wouldn't do in you know your traditional singing of the national anthem and the bl the bland singing of the national anthem. Quite frankly, I love a good soulful national anthem. It's just fantastic. Give me extra soul in any music. I like jazz, R and B, all that stuff. So if you get somebody from that genre of music. I always hit the over, but Guyton, Mickey Guyton, or as the streets are calling her, Quickie Mickey Guyton, mm -hmm. as a country singer and listening to some of her music, she does not seem like the type of person who adds a lot of extra into her music. So for me, I am hammering the under 95 seconds for the national anthem. I think she comes in way below 95 seconds. I think that's a hammer bet for all you guys out there. And we'll be back next Thursday for uh, for me to either eat crow or dance on the tables. Either way, I'll sing the national anthem standing on the tables at whatever establishment I'm at watching this game when she goes under that 95. So love that prop bet on the national anthem. I love doing some of the, some of the weird ones out there. So give me under on the national anthem for yep. Mickey. Quickie, Mickey Guyton, as the Sharks are calling her. 
Isn't it interesting? I think the line started with like a minute and 49 seconds or a minute and 50 seconds, and it's just plummeted down to 95 seconds. That's wild. That's going to do it for us. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, follow him at Tic Tac Titans and Locked on Titans every day. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. You can uh, check out me and my co-host, Bo Brock, daily talking Arizona Cardinals. I uh, will talk to you guys next Thursday after a champion is crowned, and then we get to decide what the hell we're going to talk about for the rest of the offseason. We'll talk to you then.